What's up, y'all? This is Nara Lee, and this is the Small Talk and Nightcaps podcast. So, today is December 22nd, 2020. Um, my initial thought was to have a more introductory podcast um episode as like my first episode to come out but um some stuff that went down where I just felt like I gotta speak on this and it's fresh in my mind so I feel like this will be, I would say, what we going to call it? We'll call it the pilot episode. And then after the pilot, then we're going to double back and we're going to do it, you know, the more polished way. But we're going to get to it on this one because there are some things that I had heard or listened to or uh, witnessed that I just felt like there needed to be a response to it. And so, uh, we just going back, we just, we just gonna get into it. Um, so let me just set the scene. Let me give you some background. So I've been on this app lately called Twitch and Twitch is pretty much a, a platform that originally started out for gaming, but then it has evolved like all apps do and has turned into kind of like a platform for creatives to create their own channel and to create create their own fan base and to create a community uh, that is curated to the things that they like. So um, I got introduced to Twitch because um, I followed the actor Cleo Thomas, which is um, a lot of people know him for his role in Holes. Um, I know him from other things, music, other shows, other movies. I'm a fan of his, but um, I got introduced to Twitch through him. So he's always talking about some off the wall shit. But uh, two nights ago, he was talking about or a few. I want to say about a week ago, maybe two. um, He had introduced uh, to his channel, the whole idea of clubhouse. And so to me, clubhouse is just one big ass party line. Um, yeah, I, that's all I see it as is, is party lines, private party lines. And so, uh, what he's been doing is he's just been hopping in rooms, seeing what they talking about and has been going from there. So it's actually been pretty cool because you actually get to see what the app is like without actually joining it, which I'm okay with because I don't, I don't like doing all the sign up stuff and then I feel like the app's not for me. So he's been jumping in, seeing what's going on and, you know, kind of streaming it live so everyone can see and hear and chime in and things like that. So, uh, two days ago he, uh, did a stream and he was, uh, jumping in and out of rooms And one of the rooms that he jumped in, I guess was, I don't know if it was hosted, but the game was in there and, um, 
the game was pretty much talking about how, you know, he wants to settle down and get married and all this stuff, but he doesn't know how to do it because of the lifestyle that he lives and uh, his past seems to always catch up with him. So it was very interesting. I want to say it was about a good, mm, a good hour, hour and a half of this discussion. Um, I'll play some clips from certain parts that I want to touch on, but, um, it was very interesting to hear certain things from men. I don't want to say a status, but men who are successful and who have access to, uh, a wide range of women, I would say more, way more than the average man. I would say that, um, an average nigga ain't getting as much play as somebody like the game, but, and I'm going to get into this later. It's still the same, whether it's 10 bitches or 10,000 bitches, it's all the same. So, uh, one of the things that Cleo touches on at the beginning of when I chimed in was um, basically people hear one thing and from a a sex where it's a man or a woman, you hear one thing and you automatically assume that it's law. Um, So I'm going to play. I'm going to play a clip of him talking about it and then I'm going to just throw my two cents in after that and that's how we gonna rock with it for the whole um length of this podcast so let's get into it so says I only okay take on a situation and then take that as like law to mean everything and relate to everybody else like, if a girl comes on here and says, I only want your money and blah, 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 dude's going to walk away with that. Like, these chicks is just gold diggers and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, but, bro, you ain't even playing in that same ballpark. You not even playing with that place. You not even in the same ballpark. So, let's start there. Um, let me start off by saying this. Before I get into anything, this is not a male bashing podcast. This is not a male bashing episode. I bash bitches too, but that's besides the point. What I just want to say is that this is not one of them things where it's just a female on here ranting about niggas because it's deeper than that. So let me start off by saying that, um, two to go off of what he's talking about. Um, I think I agree with him. It's true. You hear one thing from one person and you make that law and you do a blanket generalization on a group of a group of people based off of what that one person said. So his example of a woman saying something about money and then a nigga walking away talking about, Oh, well, all bitches is about money or, or all women is, is all they want is money from me and blah, blah, blah. Now here's my dose of humble pie. Um, 
you're not even in the tax bracket of what a woman would use you for. Now, I'm not talking about the ones with money. I'm talking about the ones who be walking around and barely got $200 to their name thinking that somebody's using them for their money. So this situation does not apply to you. So if it don't apply to you, you cannot use this as the basis for how you act towards people. So you can't walk around assuming that every woman wants you for your money when you don't have money. Okay. All right. So, and that goes vice versa. That goes for women too. Don't be out here walking around like every nigga wants you and you're not even cute, sis. Like, let's just, let's just keep it real. And I'm not talking about cute as in looks all the time. Cute can be, your personality can make you ugly. Hmm. So just know that certain situations don't apply to you. You are the exception, not the rule. So moving on. Um, now, once he gets that out the way, he starts to go into, um, I guess, uh, the game. He lets the game talk as far as, uh, because he's playing the app and letting us listen in on it. So he's not involved in the conversation. It's just, it's like, he's the plug to the conversation. Um, so the game starts talking about how, um, pretty much you've seen a lot on the road as far as like being a rapper and stuff like that. You see how women are, um, how they throw themselves at you, how they, um, how they, uh, forget who they are or compromise their morals, um, or they act like they ain't married or in relationships, pretty much he, he just goes in to talk about like, you know, I've seen a lot, I've done a lot, I've witnessed a lot. So it's hard for him to turn that off and try to be quote unquote normal in a relationship when he knows that nine times out of 10, the women that he interacts with has ulterior motives. I'm going to just say this. That's not just a famous person thing. Regular people have the exact same problem. There's people with ulterior motives. I'm from California, but I live in Washington, just outside of Seattle. And let me tell you, out here, a lot of these niggas have ulterior motives. They just looking for a place to stay. And they will lay up with any female that will entertain them so they can have a roof over their head and food in their stomach. A lot of these niggas is homeless. I think somebody called them hobosexual. That's exactly what they are. Moving on. Um, So I'm going to play the little clip of him talking about... um, Let's see. I'm going to play him speaking on that real quick.
regardless of her catching you or not. I'm trying to just Nigga, I've been life. cheating my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> We need therapy, bro. Any dude with any type of status, we need we need therapy. Yeah. We need we got problems, dog. We didn't see too much, and I'm I'm not speaking from the perspective to like. We need help, bro. We got like you got to talk to dudes like me, like game, like Val, like anybody who comes from that world where it's just constantly attention coming from that way. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have a discussion about that another day. Okay, so let me just say this. Um, the game is no different from a lot of these niggas that are regular. There's niggas too who can't keep their dick in their pants. There's a lot of dudes out here that I want to say I would not of the game status, but um, the how do I want to say this? Um, the type of man that has his own, um, takes care of himself. That is basically a grown ass man. Um, he could be educated. He could have like, he's on his career. He's in his bag. It could be anything. That type of man is not, he does not come a dime a dozen. So when women see men like that, they tend to gravitate towards them. And that's not just a rapper, actor, famous guy thing. That's anywhere. You gravitate towards somebody who has their shit together when you've been kissing a lot of frogs who is constantly asking you for $5. And if you got to ask me for $5, you can have it and just don't talk to me again. Um. So in that aspect, I would say that I get what he's trying to say that famous men, they've seen a lot, which I guarantee they've probably seen way more than we have. Um, but the overall moral of the story is that when you have access to too much, you have access to too much and you kind of indulge a little bit more than you should. So, uh, I get it, but at some point, you have to say, okay, I realize that this is where I'm at. And if I want something different, I have to make the change. But that's another thing we'll get into um, further into the conversation. So the next part that I wanted to touch on was um, he speaks on women making or so he's playing the clubhouse conversation and he also chimes in but the concept or the moral of the whole uh point that he's trying to make in this one is that women make the assumption of what the man is going to be or what he's going to be like which is true um and they paint a picture in their head and when that picture doesn't come to reality um is disappointment, it's arguments, it's fussing, it's fighting, it's broken hearts, it's this, it's that. It's, you know, this is what happens when you don't pay attention to what you're getting yourself into. So let me play um, that part. Well, but, but guess what I'm trying to 
someone for 100% of them. I think a lot of times females get with a man and, and have an assumption of who they want him to be. And then when he's not that, they're hurt and they're sad and et cetera, et cetera. But, but at the same time, men also paint that picture of that guy. But if you allow a man to be exactly who he is and vice versa, then those problems with When you look at someone like Jaden Will. Okay, so um, I don't agree when he said let that person. Well, I don't want to say I don't agree. I do. You, I do believe that you should let people be who they are and not try to change them. That I do believe. Um, now, just because I let you be who you are doesn't mean that I have to stay in that situation while you continue to be who you are. Um, what people fail to realize is that relationships are all about compromises. And if you take care of that person, and the person takes care of you, it should work itself out. A lot of the times people are always looking out for themselves, even when they are in relationships, it's never uh, a lot of relationships that don't work. It's more so like, I'm going to look out for myself, even when you're supposed to be building with this person. Um, but he's absolutely right that a lot of men date women for who they are in that moment. And a lot of women date men uh, based on potential, what we feel like they will become, what we think that they will be. So I get it. And he's right. And anybody that says uh, that he's wrong you're going to have to take a look back at some of your past situations. And you tell me the person that you met, was it the person that you thought in your head? Or did you paint a picture of how he was going to be based off of the facade that he put on when he first met you? And then when he revealed his true self, you were crushed. You were hurt. You were like, wait, this is not the same guy. I've been there too, too many times. So he's absolutely right in that aspect. Women do date and decide to mess with a man based on what we think we will get in return. Um, there's another part I want to touch on. I'm going to just play it and then I'm going to, I'm going to double back. Ladies, if your man cheat on you, are you leaving? Yes or no? Simple and plain. And if you're leaving... That's it. You can't come back. If you stay, you can only expect him to never do it again. That's my question. That's my question to everybody watching. Okay. This is a really good fucking question. And I will say this. In the chat, when he asked this question, it was a whole lot of capping. Okay. There was a lot of women that were saying, nope, I'm gone. I'm leaving. I know people who say that they would leave that are staying right now. You laying next to that nigga right now, listening to this right now. So, um, I do want to touch on that because people don't realize well, people will say that, oh, I would never do that until they're in that situation. And then when they're in that situation, they realize like, okay, it, it, 
feels a little bit different or my situation is different and that's why I'm staying. Baby, it's all the same. Whether you got kids with them, whether you married them, whether y'all been together for six years, whether he told you he loved you, whether he, to- he took you to meet his mom and his family, whatever circumstances you making yourself seem different in, it's all the same. All of it is the same. So, a lot of people stay, and this is, I'm not saying that it's okay, I'm not saying it's not okay, but let's be real. Um, if you're in love with a dude, let's say you two, three years in, maybe even a year, maybe even six months, some of y'all fall in love the next day, it depends. But if a man cheats on you, a lot of the times... It's very rare, but it happens that you leave on the first time. There's a lot of women who stay. There's a lot of women who are married and they stay. Uh, The circumstances are a little bit different depending on the situation. Some guys, they really only cheat once and they get their shit together and, you know, they move on and they grow and evolve. But that literally takes effort to figure out why I cheated. What do I need to do to stay out of that situation? And how do I make sure that that don't happen again? And then on the female side, you have to, like he said, if you stay, you have to assume he will never do it again. You cannot stay and penalize him the entire duration of your relationship. If you stay, that cleans out discretion. You are moving forward as if it's a brand new slate. Now, I will say you don't just move forward the next day without working through some shit. You don't move forward the next day without trying to figure out where did we go wrong or where did you go wrong or whatever the case may be. That's going to take some work. But if you stay, you cannot bring it up. You cannot throw it in his face. You cannot say, well, you didn't answer your phone. And that just made me feel like when you didn't answer your phone that one time and you you cannot bring it up. You got to let it go. If we're going to move on, we're going to move on. We're going to live in the past. We need to break up. So if you leave, like he said, if you leave, you can't come back. And this is why. If you leave and you come back, that's only telling him she was never serious in the first place. That's just her way of trying to get my attention. That's her way of trying to get me back. She'll be back. So then he's going to automatically assume, okay, if I cheat again, she's going to pack her bags, go stay at her friend Stephanie's house, and she's going to be back by tomorrow. She may stay gone in the extra two days just to really prove a point, but she's going to be back. So if you're going to leave, you got to stay gone. You cannot come back. And if you stay, you got to act like, not act like it didn't happen, but you have to assume that it's never going to happen again. And you have to start rebuilding that trust with him. Trust can be earned back, but it's earned back very, very slowly. But you have to give him the chance to prove it. And you have to be open to let him show you. Don't penalize him every time he does something that makes you feel some kind of way. Um, 
you getting PTSD from the shit. And that's another thing we're going to talk about too, uh, later on, but for sure, for sure, for sure. If you leave, you got to leave and you cannot come back. If you come back, it will never be the same. He already, you didn't put your cards all out on the table. He already know how you get down. It's going to be real easy for him to navigate the next time. If you stay, you got to move forward as if he's never going to do it again. Moving on. You have to kind of understand that it's like credit. If you get this man a million dollars and he have bad credit, he may not pay the loan. But with a dude like that, you have to understand that he has all these women coming at him every day, whether it's the What did I just say? On the road. You trying to tell me a man is mentally that strong to say no to all of that? He yeah. may slip up here and there. It's really hard. So, but my point to you is that. And my co-signing is saying it's right. I'm saying that I think men need to be more aware of who they are, and I think women need to be more aware of who they're dealing with. That's what I'm saying. How do we deal with that? And just talk about it. But you have to. You have to allow a man to be honest in that process. And when he does, if that happens, instead of him hiding, instead of him like lying to you, he will feel like you know what, babe. I'm sorry. This happened. Y'all can discuss it and y'all can move on. But you have to understand that things happen with certain kind of men because of what they're surrounded with. And men are not as strong as females are. We're just not. It just doesn't all make up. It's the same in that way, right? So I'm forced to wonder, like, a... okay. Here's the thing. Um, I get what he's saying. If you are being bombarded with women left and right. There's only so many no's you're going to be able to say before you give out one yes. And that one yes is going to be where the downfall is. So I get it. I get that uh, they're constantly in a situation where they're constantly being tested. And eventually, you know, people slip up. 100% understand that. However, as a grown man, as a grown woman, as an adult, as a mature adult, as a mature adult who is aware of the situation and is aware of things that may be triggers for them, you don't put yourself in situations when you know better. So... It's, it's really hard, especially if you're like a rapper or somebody like you go to the club to do an appearance. A lot of the times you ain't finna just leave and go home. But if you're really serious about your shit, about your relationship, about who you're trying to become as a man, I feel like you would make that change. So um, you have to decide what's important and make the changes to reflect that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't live this out there, lavish life, putting on a front. Because basically what you're saying is, this is a a, a a front that I have to show to the world. And if I don't show that, you know, then it's it tarnishes my image. But if you're trying to be something different than what you put out there, you have to move different. And... If your career is that, this is the perfect example for that. Um, If you choose a career or a job or a goal as in like losing weight, 
um, you literally will do everything in your being to make it happen. You would change your schedule. You would change the way you eat. You would change the way you walk. You would change the way you talk. You would show up early. You would do, go the extra mile. You would do what you got to do to show up for what you want. So it's the same for a relationship. You have to put in the work. So if you're saying that you keep getting in these situations where you're being bombarded by all these females and you keep getting slipped up, then you don't do the thing that will get you caught up. For instance, I saw a video a long ass time ago and it was with Raven Simone and Raven Simone was like, the reason why y'all don't be seeing me here and here and there and there is because I know better. A lot of these celebrities know where to go when you want to get attention. A lot of them know where to go when you want to be low key. You know where you're supposed to be at and where you're not supposed to be at. So that whole idea of, oh, there's just so much pussy being thrown at me. I just don't know what to do with it. Um, I'm not really buying it. Not even a little bit. Well, maybe a little bit. I, I understand the, the empathy is there. I get it. The empathy is there. But at some point, the empathy stops and then it says, okay, so now that we're aware of this situation, how are we going to handle this so we don't end up in the situation where you're tempted every time you got to go work, every time you're on set, every time you're at a club, there has to be some type of measure in place. Part of that has to do with the people that you're around. Because what I noticed about a lot of niggas, this is, I don't know, this may be a men thing, but a lot of men stay out of people's business. And, which is a good and a bad trait. But I just feel like if you know that your boy is with somebody and you know that he loves her and he wants to make it work with her and he already told you, or maybe he didn't because men are weird like that, but sometimes they don't talk about shit like that. But, if you know that he's rocking with somebody, don't let your boy like go off and be ducked off with some female or the girl with the fat ass. Like, come on, bro. But a lot of, but I feel like a lot of friends either condone or don't condone certain things because of their perception and how they feel and what they think about it. Now, good example. Uh, I've had friends my whole entire life that have been in relationships. I'm pretty much the one that don't really be in relationships like that. So I, I wouldn't say that I don't have respect for them, but it's not a priority or it's not one of those things where it holds weight in my life. And so when I hear some shit that went down between my friend and they do, I'm not really going to talk her out of talking to that dude over there. I'm not going to talk her out of getting his phone number. But that's from my level of perception. I'm not going to stop her from doing you dirty because you've done her dirty. And I feel like you deserve this. So go ahead, girl. Go talk to him. That has been my mindset in the past. So... I can see it being the same for men. 
the other thing is um you have to be with somebody that is like-minded <clears throat> so you have to be with somebody that is like-minded and if you aren't with a like-minded individual that understands your work ethic, that understands your lifestyle, that understands where you're coming from, it's not going to work um, because they have their own visual. And that goes back to what I was saying about women creating a narrative in their head that doesn't necessarily fit the person that they're dating. You have to be with somebody who is very like-minded or has the same morals, uh, code of ethics as you. It makes it easier. Still takes work, but it makes it easier. So he had said something about uh, women have to let men be honest in that situation so you could talk it out and then move on. Um, here's the thing. I don't want to say men. I'm going to say people because this is a problem on both ends. Um, people think that because they're honest about a situation that the other person's response is, okay, cool, and we can move on. Um, what people are failing to realize is you can be honest all day long. And as much as you are honest about something, you cannot control the other person's reaction. And that a lot of the times that's why people are dishonest because if I tell this person the truth, they're going to respond this way and that's not in favor to me. So I'm going to lie so you can respond in a favorable way to me. So it takes a certain level of maturity to say, I'm going to be honest with her, with him about the situation and whatever his or her response is, I am willing to accept. So that means that if you tell your girl that you cheated on her, even cause men always say women love to say that they want honesty, but then you be honest and they can't take it. It's not about not being able to take it. I don't have to be calm, cool and collected because you told me that you fucked around on me. I don't have to respond the way that you want me to respond to that. Cause my thing is when the tables are turned, because men don't know how to take what they dish out when the tables are turned, if your female sat you down and told you, I cheated on you with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and, -so, and there was these niggas at the hotel and one was pushing up on me and that just happened. She tell you that. You mean to tell me? You gonna remain calm. You gonna remain cool. You gonna remain collected. You ain't gonna cuss her out and call her a hoe. You ain't gonna cuss her out and call her a bitch. You may not do any of that, but you, you're going to respond the way that you feel initially. And she has no control over that. So it's the same the other way around. You tell her the truth and she responds whatever way that she wants. The maturity comes in at, I'm going to accept whatever it is. She walks away. She stays. She gets mad and she stays. She gets mad and she walks away. She cries. Whatever the response is, you have to be willing to accept in that moment. You cannot dictate that because when you lie 
or keep information from that person, you are now um, taking away their option. You're taking away their right to choose whether they want to to leave or stay. And to me, you're creating this falsehood of a relationship based on lies and then you act surprised when shit hits the fan because everything in the dark comes to light so then you act surprised when shit hits the fan and she want to kill you it's like you have to when you mess up that's for men or women ladies you too when you mess up you run that risk of losing them You run that risk. The same thing with committing a crime. You commit a crime, you running the risk, you're going to get caught, you're going to go to jail. You running that risk. What did Snoop Dogg say? You knew the job was dangerous when you took it. I don't want to hear it. So when it comes to the whole honesty thing, you can be honest all day long long and that still doesn't give you the right to control the other person's response so um what I want to really say to that is um be honest about everything the good the bad the ugly and I would say nine times out of 10, the person is going to respect you for being honest Two, she may not like your decision. She may not like what you chose to do, uh, but she will respect that you gave her that information up front. It may not be right then and there. It may be hindsight where she's just like, I respected him for telling me that whatever the case may be, be honest up front and either the person is going to be with it or they not. But at least you were honest. So then when something else comes up that's similar to the situation you were honest about, you can run that back and be like, I already told you that this was that and this ain't that. So if you're walking around here surprised, I don't know why when I told you the truth. Moving on. So this is the part where I don't want to say that I got riled up, but this is the part where I really was like, oh, I got to talk about this because I feel like this can be interpreted in many ways. And even the way that Cleo interpreted this whole segment I interpreted something completely different. So I'm going to play what he said about marriage and commitment, and then I'm going to touch on that. We can communicate a lot. Uh, we're more open with talking to each other about stuff. I'm forced to wonder like a little bit, like here we are having this conversation in our generation where we can communicate a lot. Uh, we're more open with talking to each other about stuff. I'm starting to wonder if it's going to be our generation and the ones right after who like really get rid of the ideology behind marriage and and committing to one another and that's it. I'm I'm very curious. It start for me from what I see I'm like, "Oh, it's going in that direction." 
there's going to be men who feel like, bro, I'm not doing it. I'm tired of hiding this. I'm tired of hiding. This is who I am. This is what it's going to be. And there's going to be ladies who are like, yo, I don't want to deal with this sometime off and on guy. Maybe we love each other. Maybe we don't. I got a lot on my mind, so I'm going to move in my own way. I feel like that's the move. I'm telling you. Okay. So I agree and disagree with what he's saying. Um, I would need more of uh explanation about the ideology of marriage and commitment. I will say I don't think that it would die off. I don't think that it would become something where it's obsolete. I think that it's going to be taken more serious than what it is now. I feel like a lot of people were living uh with beer goggles on and now that um being woke or aware or uh self-awareness or and self-healing is happening now. I feel like a lot of people are realizing that uh, bad marriages are happening and bad relationships are happening because we're jumping into something that we're not mentally ready for. And so I think that people are going to evolve where they are more selective and intentional and rational about who they're committing to, which means that you may end up being single or not in a relationship for a while. It may be, nah, I'm not going to jump into that until I know for sure that this is the route that I want to take. And I feel like, uh, because of the self-awareness has heightened, I don't think people are going to, uh, settle for things that people would normally settle for. So I feel like a lot of these, a lot of marriages in the past and somewhat now people are marrying based off of temporary feelings. Um, people are expecting the other person to change, uh, without them having to change. The expectations are just all wrong when you're going into these relationships and to these marriages. And I feel like the more people that are healing, the more people that are uh, becoming more self-aware, they're going to know who they are and they aren't going to jump into these permanent things, um, so carelessly. So I do feel like there's going to be a phase where marriages and long-term relationships are going to drop, but I feel like it's not because people just don't want to be in them. I feel like it's going to be because, uh, They want to make sure it's right when they do. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I've been single for a very long time. And every single time. I even get a glimpse. And this could be a little bit of PTSD. A little bit of me being in my comfort zone. But every time I get to the point where it could be a relationship thing. I I get cold feet. And it's not even like. It's not even like, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, I don't want to uproot anything that I got going on. I like my setup. I like what I got going on. I like going to my own place. I'm not, I like not being obligated to call somebody at the end of the night or have to check in with somebody. You know what I mean? Like you in a relationship or you dealing with somebody, you can't go two, three, two, three days without talking to them. 
I can do that right now. You can't do that when you're dealing with somebody. And so every time that I would catch myself in those situations where it was starting to get a little bit more serious, a little bit more heavy, I would get uncomfortable because I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Prime example, I was in a relationship with a dude very briefly. And when I tell you when he told me he didn't want to do this anymore, I was so relieved, not because I didn't want to be with him, but because I was released from the obligations that came with being in a relationship. I just didn't have the mental capacity for it at the time. And so um, it makes me think about the time that uh, I had just moved from uh, Washington to North Carolina and I was, you know, just chilling. I, I, I live alone. I don't see a lot of people. I have the same friends since high school. Um, and so I'm just chilling with my friend and we talking and we just, you know, we're vibing. Right. And the dude that I was seeing at the time, he calls, uh, my thing is, uh, it's not like I don't talk to you all day. I talked to you earlier today. So right now I'm doing something where I'm chilling and he got upset because, uh, I didn't feel like talking to him at the time when you're dating somebody or with somebody, um, they tend to want your attention solely on them. And at the time that just wasn't the case. Like I'm around people. I'm not in a setting where I'm laying in bed and I can cupcake with you all night. Th- th- this wasn't, this wasn't the right time. And so instead of accepting that this wasn't the right time, uh, for us to really just talk because his whole argument was, well, why don't you just go upstairs and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, you want to talk to me for an hour or two. And I just, I don't have that right now. And it turned into an argument and I was just in my head thinking, I don't want to do this shit. Like, if I don't feel like talking, I don't feel like talking and I don't want to have to feel obligated to pick up the phone because you feel like you my nigga and I'm supposed to answer to you. Now, when I'm in a serious relationship, that's the case. Like if I'm with like my soon to be husband or whoever he is, I'm not going to ignore him, but. I would expect that the man that I end up with has the same mentality as me where it's like, oh, she didn't answer the phone. Okay, you know, she'll call me back later or I'll call her in a little while to see if she's still busy. But to bug me and then to argue with me about it, like now you really make it where I don't want to talk to you. And so that whole argument turned into me going down a spiral like, I don't want to do this. This is too much drama. I feel obligated and I'm not trying to be obligated to nobody. And I jumped into this way too quick and I, it sounded good at the time. It sounded good when we was doing what we was doing, but right now I'm just not feeling it. And a few days after that, or the next day, I think it was a few days after that, he hit me with the, I don't want to do this no more. I think we, you know, we should be done. And I was like, okay. And that was that. And there was a few times where we talked back and forth a few times. But uh, when I said I was done, when he said that, I was like, yes, now I could just do me. I don't have to worry about nobody else. And I got a son. Okay. 
I have a man that I take care of. I have a little boy that I take care of. I'm obligated to him. I didn't really feel like spreading myself thin to somebody else. I was a new mom. My son was two, maybe three at the time. So it's like I'm still getting the hang of being a mother and you want me to give the little bit of attention that I don't have to give towards my child. You want me to give it to you. When do I have time for myself? And at that time, like I said, I just did not have the mental capacity to deal with somebody. So Cleo touched on it. Um, I think on one of the clips that I played, but he'll probably touch on it again. I think in another clip, you have to know who you are. You have to know where you are in your life. Um, and the other person has to know what they're, they're getting into. And I feel like that past relationship, we both failed to see that. Now, because we both failed to see that the relationship didn't work. Now from the outside looking in, it just looks like, see, that's why I don't get in relationships because they don't work. But what people are failing to realize is we both did not take the time to figure out where we were in our lives, what we needed and what we wanted. And if that aligned with the other person. So that all goes in tangent to why marriage and commitment is looking like it's not going to be a popular thing. And I think it's because a lot of people are getting to know themselves for the very first time. For the very first time. People are getting to learn what they like, what they don't like, what they want, what they don't want. And I feel like that's going to take some time for a lot of people to work through before they can jump back in and be like, okay, let's get married. I think people are going to start taking it more serious um, in the future. I don't feel like it's going to be a gimmick the way that they're treating it now. Like everything's a gimmick now. It's parties for everything. But that's another subject. Moving on. Um... I would say that, uh, yes, so this is the the next part. I think he talks about um, knowing yourself and knowing who you are and how that plays into who you deal with and all that stuff. So let me get there. that the game said I beg to differ I was just like nigga this is why you're struggling bro first off if you if you listen because I think it's still up on uh Cleo Thomas's page on Twitch if you go back and listen to it um the game like would be like I'm trying to figure it out and I want to be right and I want to do this and I want to do that. And then somebody would shoot off some gems to him and he'd be like, nah, that ain't it. Like, nigga, you don't really want to change. You just want somebody to tell you you right, you were lost cause and to move on. And 
He need therapy. He need a licensed professional therapist. Not clubhouse. Not random motherfuckers on the internet trying to tell you how to live your life. You got some deep-rooted shit that you got to get, get through. The fact that he said he's cheated in every situation that he's ever been with, that let me know that you got a lot of issues that you need to get through. Um, but going back to what uh, the girl said, which she was somebody who was speaking to the game on Clubhouse. Um, and Cleo chimed in and, and was agreeing with her. And I agree 100% that you have to know who you are. Um, before you get into any situation and that involves doing self inventory. And so, uh, that's where a lot of your self-awareness comes from is taking self inventory and saying, Hey, where am I at with this? Me getting into it with my dude allowed me to do self inventory and was just like, yo, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. And it's not fair to him because that's what he wants. I'm realizing I don't want it. It's not fair for me to stay in this situation. I'm going to be miserable. He's going to feel like I'm neglecting and don't care. So it's important to know who you are. Take that self inventory, figure out where you are and then act accordingly. Um, You need to know where you are mentally before you invite somebody in because once you invite somebody in, um, you'll start to notice certain things don't align with you and that person. And by that time, it could be a year later, a baby later, two years into the marriage. And now you got this big old clusterfuck of a mess because you ignored some shit way back when, when you realize, oh, this ain't it. And I will say, even after I broke up with dude, or not break up with dude, because he broke up with me. I'll take that L. Gladly. Gladly. I will take that L. When he broke up with me, we still, like, dabbled back and forth with each other. And um, I had already knew way back when that he was not the one for me and I was not the one for him. Like, I had already knew that. But... Uh, history comes into play. Uh, some people stay in relationships so they can have something to talk about and relate to with their friends. Like my friends was dealing with shit. So it's like, you know, I could deal with this nigga for a little bit, whatever. And so, uh, I had already knew that he was not going to be right, but I still kept dealing with him in hopes that maybe he was going to change because I felt like I wasn't going to change. I don't want shit wrong with me. Nigga, there's something wrong with you. That was my my thought process back then. And so, uh, when shit kept hitting the fan, I kept going back like, see, this is, I, I, I'm already knowing what's up. I already know. I should have been cut my loss. I should have been stopped wasting my time. I should have been stopped talking to this nigga. Because I already know that this wasn't going to last. So then... Here we are, fast forward a year later, still dealing with this nigga on and off. Not really in a relationship, but trying to figure it out, like a situation shit, right? I end up in the hospital for four days. I don't hear from this nigga for four days. Um, I'm not the type of person where it's like, I'm going to beat you down, like, 
because I got my, I got one foot out the door, right? So I had already had one foot out the door. So I'm not going to be pressing you about where you at, where you been, why you ain't answering. However, I'm in the hospital on some life and death type shit. The fact that you didn't call me not one time and you knew I was in the hospital, I ain't really feeling that. So that was like the nail in the coffin for me where I was just like, yo, you knew that this shit was not going to work and you didn't let it get this bad because of whatever reason. And now you got to do something that was going to hurt a little bit. That's going to hurt a little bit more now because you didn't got yourself even more invested in a situation that you should have never been in. That is 100% the case in a lot of these badass marriages and these badass relationships is you saw the signs way back when, ignored them, continued on route, and then got mad when your ass was lost. You saw the shit back there. You saw the sign that said wrong way six miles ago, 10 miles ago, 100 miles ago, 200 miles ago. You saw that shit and you ignored it and you kept on going like, no, something's going to turn around. The road's going to curve left and I'm going to be able to, no, cut your loss. Yeah, you wasted gas. Turn your ass around and get the fuck up out of there. And I didn't do that. And a year later, I had wasted time and I was just like, I cannot waste any more time in this situation because if I do, it's going to, I'm going to end up with two kids and I'll be damned. Be damned. Okay. So cut that situation off. Fast forward to a year later and we talk about now. Um, his situation has not gotten any better. Okay. And I'm relieved that I'm no longer a part of that. And it's like the hardest things to do is usually the right thing to do. And a lot of people don't get out of these bad relationships that they've been in for years out of pride. You don't want to say you failed at something like who cares? Oh, why'd you break up with so-and-so? Y'all was together for six years. We just weren't on the same page. Period. You don't even have to explain yourself. You don't even have to say that. It, it is what it is. Moving on. So, yeah, man. Just know yourself. Don't don't be out here. Uh, don't be out here trying to make something happen. Don't try to insert yourself in a situation that's not you. And don't try to insert somebody into your situation. Uh, thinking that they're going to conform uh, without you making any type of adjustments. I think that that's bizarre in itself. The fact that people be out here like, this is the life that I'm living and either you live it with me or you got to go. Like, that shit's crazy. Like, it's a little self-centered. Okay? It's a little, it's a little narcissist. I'm just saying like that. So, um... The other part is, there's another part of this that I want to play. Um, there's a few more parts that I want to play, but this one, I think this is the one that got me a little riled up. Acknowledge that maybe it's not for them, but what happens if you don't want to? What happens if, if yeah, you may be built a little bit different genetically and, and you may not have the, the you know, the, the traits or the uh, attributes to exist in a, you know, a, just a committed relationship, but you, what if you really want to? 
Like, what do you do then? You work for you, 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 you be honest you do it. Nigga, we're not used to that. That's too much work for I'm telling you. We're not wired. Like, I'm telling you. It's it's too much work. We'd be like, ah, fuck it. We're right back to the streets. Okay. <laughs> um, I fucking love Cleo because he's being 100% honest and he's being real. Like, I've felt like that plenty of times where I'm just like, this shit is not worth the battle. I'm about to go ahead and just slide out the back door. Like, I've been there. Um, but I just believe that if you really want it, you'll have to work for it. And that is in any aspect of your life. Uh, as far as what the game is talking about relationship wise, what if you really want to be in a relationship, but, uh, you just don't know how to approach it. I will say this. You would have to cut off all antics. You have to cut off all the bullshit. You ain't fucking with nobody. You ain't talking to nobody. You ain't seeing nobody. And you have to spend that time with yourself, by yourself, figuring out who you are, what you want. And you have to heal those past traumas before you can even move forward to find that person that you want in your life. And I believe that if you want it, you'll work for it. Uh, saying that it's too much work, at a certain extent, it gets to the point where it sounds like an excuse to me. If you fat and you tired of being fat, and nigga tell you to eat a salad and go for a walk, and you say, oh, that's too much work for me, then nigga, you just going to be fat. You either want it or you don't. That's pretty much what it is when it comes to relationship. You either want to do the work so you can be whole and then find somebody else whole to be with, or you're going to continue to be in these broken ass, confusing ass, drama filled ass, toxic ass relationships. You either do the work or sit your ass down and shut up. When you truly want something, you will train you will eat better, you will stay in, you will save money, you will do whatever you need to do if you truly have a goal in mind that you want to meet. Every time you're faced with adversity and you give up, then that means you don't want it bad enough because these same these same men that say like, oh, a relationship is just too hard and it's just too much work, they're literally in a career where they get rejected often and you never fucking give up. Take that same mentality and apply it to every fucking aspect of your life, not just your job. So if you really want to be in a relationship, you have to carve out time for that. That's the other thing too. Whatever you give your attention to, that's where you're going to see your results. So if you're not giving your attention to self-healing and being in a relationship, you're not going to see the results there. You think you're just supposed to meet some girl at the fucking grocery store and then y'all just supposed to live happily ever after. It don't work like that. And if it do, you know, that's the exception, not the rule. Um, but you have to do some digging to figure out why you're giving up. And once you figure out why you're giving up, you have to counteract that why with why you should keep going. Have a vision in mind. A lot of these 
successful men, celebrity men, high status men, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. A lot of these men, they had a vision in mind for their careers and they did not stop. They were relentless about getting to that point in their lives. So if you were that savage, that relentless, that wolf-like mentality to get to where you want it career-wise, why not have that same mentality relationship-wise? And the only conclusion I could come up with is because you don't want it bad enough or you don't want it right now. You want it later on down the line and so right now it's not a priority. And that's fine. That is completely okay. Uh, But my question is, is why is it too much for you? Why is it too much work? That's what I want to know. I want to know why do you feel like, fuck it, back to the streets. What is it that's making you feel like, oh, I can't do this. I can't go through through with this. That's the question I want to know because I feel like the truth is always in the question, but there, there's the answer is always in the question. But I feel like I would love to hear a man's perspective on why they feel like it's too much. Because I feel like it's way deeper than the surface talk um, of, you know, oh, it's just too much work. I feel like it's way deeper than that. And every individual has a different reason as to why it's too much. There's something that's holding you back or there's something you make you feel like it's not worth it. And so that's the question that I have is why do you feel like it's not worth it to push through or or uh, continue on? So that's my question. Why do you feel like it's not worth it to push through and continue on and fight for a relationship or anything? Um, you can email me at narrowly at gmail.com. Just let me know. Actually, on anything that I've spoken about uh, this entire podcast, whatever you feel like you want to say, if you want to give your two cents, I'll double back and even read some of that shit off just to uh, stir up a little bit uh, debate. I'll run it back on Twitter, whatever the case may be. We could talk about it. It ain't nothing. Um, so the next part. Let's see. The next part, uh, the game had mentioned, um, something about seeing pattern influences, um, basically saying that, which is true. A lot of women, they grow up and they, they idolize, uh, certain things where it's like, I want to get married and have kids and all this stuff. And then on the flip side, you got men, it's like, be successful, uh, get a career, have all this money, you'll get all these women, you'll live this lavish lifestyle, and that's what they look up to, and that's who they become um, in the long run, which I feel like he he's spot on about that. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. Perspectives on stuff. And I was patterned after niggas that I saw doing it like that. And I'm not blaming facts. Facts. Tupac or motherfucking Jam Master J and Run DMC. But goddamn, I grew up wanting to be just like these niggas. And when I saw it on TV, that looked like something that was amazing to me. And yes, there were beautiful women and fat asses on BG in the daytime. And that was what I was on. I wasn't this is true. years old trying to have no motherfucking honest conversation with a grown woman. So yeah, my bad. True. Hi, and just hey, to figure that out. Again, it's about the, the okay. 
But now at 23, I mean that Nobu, but all the friends, all, all the people my age are still at Chili, though. So. You know what I mean? They're not worried. Right. My status has now changed. I'm now able to do. I don't like. I said. I think men in that in our. You know what I mean? Four years ago, I was outside the club. Now I got a table at this bitch. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that men who have that spotlight and have that reaction to the world and what they do in life, whether it's entertainment, the camera, the spotlight, whatever, you got to be way more aware of who you are. And know the situation you're putting yourself in, but at the same time, the ladies that choose to deal with you, slash us, me included with that, you got to be aware of who you're dealing with and what's coming with it. You cannot expect the the, the room and the and the rules to change. Nah, it doesn't. It won't work. Like, it just won't work like that. I'm telling you, don't. I know what I learned through these years. I'm like, bro, there's no way. I made it to 31, no baby mamas, none of that shit stuff, and I look at my peers and I'm just like. All of y'all got to deal with these he- this headache for the rest of your life. Just being addicted to that lifestyle and the and and the, the attention from the women at all times and the clubbing and the gifting of the of the, the purses and the on and off again girlfriends and the side chicks. I'm like, this is too much. You gonna die. You gonna die with situations like this. You gonna. St- I've seen dudes stress their whole life up, like just worried every single day about their girl finding out about about the other one. But you on road and flying. I'm like, I bro, I got way too much of the stuff I want to accomplish. I cannot be worried about stuff like that for the rest of the day. So I've been wiped that side. I'm like, yo, I can only operate like this. If it don't fall in line with this, it's gonna be a problem. But I think both men and women, if you choose to deal with a dude with status. And he doing his thing, and he got he got some, you know, uh, accomplishments underneath his belt. You got to be aware of who you're getting ready to deal with. And fellas, if you're in that situation, please be more aware of yourself. Now, I can't speak for normal. I don't have the ideas for normal. For the normal, I got nothing for you. I don't know how y'all doing this. If you work a regular nine to five, and you got several situations cracking off, how? How? How are you pulling this off? Let me tell you how, Cleo. These niggas ain't got no job. <laughs> um, so, okay. 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 Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Um, my first thought is it's not a status thing. It's not, a, it's not a status thing. Um, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a mentality work work ethic type of situation. Um, I've dated a guy. It's the same guy, but uh, I've dated a guy where he just worked a lot. And me dating a guy that worked a lot. I mean, when I say worked a lot, like two, three jobs, like you don't really have time to talk. We can talk 10 minutes here, maybe five minutes here. Um, and then I don't talk to you for the rest of the day. And then you might have 20 minutes that you could talk to me in the morning, uh, before you get off and do this and this and that I've dated somebody like that. So I don't feel like it's a status thing. I just feel like it, it, it could be a lifestyle, the lifestyle of constantly on the move, constantly, you know, in your bag, constantly working, constantly focused on making your next move, your best move. I get that. When your mind is focused on that, you really don't have the time to carve out for other distractions. And so, um, 
I don't think it's a status issue. I think any man or any woman with a high work ethic is going to be hard to reach, period. There was a time in my life where I was working um, three jobs and I was in school full time. At that time, I did not have time for a relationship. I might got 30, 45 minutes to buzz it up real quick, but I ain't got time for a relationship. And in that time in my life, that's basically what it was. I had somebody, I call you, hit you up, what's good, come over real quick. 30, 45 minutes, you gone, I'm back, I got to take a nap, got to get up, go do this, go do that. It's about the, 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 the season that you're in. And so I don't think that it's a status thing. I think it's just the season that you're in. I'm not in a season where I can slow down and give you uh, undivided attention. I don't have the time for that. Um, When I first became a mom, I don't have time to even think about being with somebody. Like, I'm too tired to even have sex at this point. Like my thing was, you was going to get nothing from me if you dated me from the time that my son was a baby all the way up until shit last year. You ain't going to get much out of me because I was still like trying to find my groove. I was still trying to do a lot of things up until last year. I was working 15, 16 hours a day. And after 15, 16 hours a day, I got to take care of my child. And after I take care of my child, I got to fit in eating, taking a shower. And now I'm back in bed. I'm up four or five hours later. I don't have time to talk to you. I don't have time to see you. I don't have time to kick it with you. I don't have time to go hang out and do nothing. And Like you want me to come over and sit on your couch all day. That's fine. But just know I'm going to be doing some work while I'm there. And you just don't have to be okay with that. And that's where the whole concept of you need to find somebody that's like-minded comes in at because you have to find somebody that understands like this is the season that they're in and you either rock with it and you're like you know I'll just rock with it until it dies out or you just say you know what this isn't for me and you go find somebody that is moving at your pace you can't I can't move at the pace that I'm moving at and constantly look back to tell you to hurry up and catch up or you constantly trying to stop me or pull me back and tell me, hey, wait for me. I just don't have that time. So I think that's where Cleo was getting at is like the lifestyle that I'm living right now, it does not account for quote unquote the quality time that (laughs) he thinks that normal people have. I don't think he realizes like a lot of people like we got to have one or two, three jobs, you know, depending on how much we're making, we got kids and shit. Like we don't even have time. I think the other flip side of that, um, is you make time for the things that you think that are important. Um, from what Cleo has said on his platforms and on his streams is that, uh, He's focused on his career and when it's family time, it's family time. And I feel like family is important to him. So that's going to be a priority. Yeah, I got my work thing going on and that's a priority and that's what I'm focused all day long. But the moment a family event comes up, I know I'm going to be there. And when that's over, I can move on. 
you can do that with family because everybody in the family has their own lives. Everybody got their own relationships, their jobs, their whatever. But when you're in a relationship, that person is waiting on you to come home at night. That person is waiting on you. And so then there's that obligation of like, I haven't talked to you all day. Now, now I got to argue with you. And that's the other thing too. Like if you know that this person works all day and you know that this person is constantly on the move from sunup to sundown, why would you argue with them when you do see them instead of making the most of the time that you have with them? That's a question I I, I don't want to say it's for the ladies, but it's kind of for the ladies. Okay. Because it's a lot of us that do it. You complain about him being gone all day, working, hustling, whatever it is that he's doing. And then he gets there. He hungry. He tired. He probably want to take a shower. And you want to know why you ain't heard from him all day. You know why the fuck you ain't heard from me all day. I've been working. Now, if you think I was doing something else, that ain't got shit to do with me. You need to take that out with your therapist because you think something else is going on when you know I'm working. That's a whole nother situation, but I just don't understand that. Like, why would you argue with somebody when you are already limited on the time that you're spending with them? Um, but like I said, when I was working three jobs and I was in school full time, uh, the amount of attention and affection, um, I just didn't have, I didn't have the mental capacity. I did not have the time. It was literally like everything was on schedule and I was moving, 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 moving. And if you moved five minutes too slow for me, I was on to the next thing. Um, my family didn't see me as often at that time because I just did not have the time. So I 1000% get what he's saying when he says that, uh, if you're going to date somebody that is living a certain way, you have to be mentally prepared for the lifestyle that you're going to live with this person. And on the flip side, if you are living this fast lifestyle and you are expecting a person to come in, you can't insert a person in your life and say it's a one size fit all and you know, you're just going to have to adjust and, 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 you know, keep up the pace with me. That's when you have to take a step back and say, okay, this person is going to be understanding of what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, how I'm moving. The least I can do is be accommodating or compromise on this, this, and that. So my thing is, if you're living the fast life and you're expecting your girl to understand that you're living the fast life and you want her to be understanding and not uh, argue with you about you working late or you not calling or whatever the case may be, you also have to do your part in saying like, okay, I pretty much worked for the past three, four days nonstop. I'm a carve out, you know, this day to spend like you, you have to put that effort in and that takes you saying, okay, I'm going to make this a priority. If it's not a priority, then you either be celibate or you just stick to fucking. That's pretty much your options. You either just fuck on her or you just be celibate 
But you cannot be trying to have any type of relationship if you are genuinely not going to make time for it. If you're not going to make time for it, it's just not going to work. And why waste her time? Why go through all that drama where you're arguing with her about why you're not answering text messages and blah, blah, blah. And when you come over, all you do is sleep. I had a man, no lie. (laughs) I had a man that worked so much that we had did like a little mini vacation. It was like a three day mini vacation. That nigga slept for a day and a half. That's how tired he was. Did I complain? Did I argue? No, I knew he was tired. I know you work a lot. I get it. I'm gonna let him sleep. And when he wake up, he gonna get some and he gonna get some breakfast, period. Okay, that's just how it was. But it took for me to understand that because I understood it because I had that same mentality. So in that aspect, it worked because it was just like, okay, I know where he's at in his mind because I'm there too. So I know that if I'm tired, I ain't trying to argue. I might want to get a little something, something and I need something to eat and then I'm back going to sleep. That's, that's just what it is. And you have to... You have to, that takes you knowing who you are, knowing what you want, knowing where you are in your life and adjusting that to suit whatever you're trying to get from that other person. So if you don't know where you are mentally and what you want, it's it's just not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work no matter how you try to twist it, turn it, fit the pieces in the puzzle. It's just not going to work. So Cleo definitely has a point with the fact that if you're going to date somebody that has a high work ethic, you are going to have to understand that there's going to be long nights and long days where you're not going to hear from him. Or there's going to be times where y'all kicking it, but he got to take a phone call real quick or he got to step out. He There's going to be a reason in, um... My leak Teal even said it with her dude that uh, they understand it because they have the same work ethic and she wor- she's somebody who I would say is more in the limelight than he is. He works a corporate job, but they both have the same mentality as far as work ethic. And so he gets it where she has to work later this day than the normal day. He gets it when she has to take a phone call. He gets it where she's going to be, you know, busy for the next few days because on the flip side, he has those days when her days are slow and she understands it. You see what I mean? Like it's a yin and yang type of situation. And if you don't have that same mentality, it's just not going to work. So, um, The next part is, this is the part where I wanted to touch on about PTSD. So basically, um, somebody in the comments basically said that Cleo has PTSD because Cleo was talking about, um, the things that he's seen. Um, he's seen the way women act, uh, because if you don't know, Cleo used to tour with Bow Wow, like when Bow Wow was doing like the screen tours and shit like that. And so they used to see a lot of shit and I believe it, um, because if you've ever been to a concert, you, you know how you, you know. So, um, I completely understand what he's saying. He's seen a lot. He's seen a lot of people 
compromise morals, break trust, lie, cheat. He's seen a lot. He's seen the worst in a lot of people. And so it's very hard for him to forget all of that and pursue something and act like I didn't just see that shit over there. Like, you know what I mean? So he's going to touch on it. Um, this is something that really hit home for me because I feel like there's certain situations where it causes me not to want to pursue something because of the PTSD that I have from something prior. So let me go ahead and play it. No, I gotta, no, I do. Hey, Max, you say it like it's a joke, but that's true. There is a lot of PTSD for me and I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't use it as an excuse for anything. It's just the truth of it. You know, like I, I think, um, You know, I didn't I didn't really understand like the fame thing for real as far as the, the women attention until like uh, right after Roll Bounce, like right after I did Roll Bounce. And then, you know, we go on Scream Tour and that's 32 cities around the nation. And that's an arena full of women, an arena. OK, we're not talking a, a, a stage. We're not talking a theater. No, an arena full of girls screaming your name. And you're 16 at the time. 16, 17 at the time. And. We all know what our hormones are doing at that time. You feel me? So the things that I saw, the things that I experienced even at that young age showed me that I wasn't playing by the same rules as all my friends back home. You know what I mean? Like they were living a regular high school life. I'm on road, arenas. Every, when I pull in, chicks like, what hotel you staying at? When I leave the arena, what hotel you staying at? Like they pulling up with the intention. You feel me? So... I already experienced that. I experienced, you know, and when it comes to love, man, like it kind of, when it comes to marriage in particular, it's a thing for me that I got to figure out, you know, where I'm going to place, where I'm really want to like bet on because like the thing that kind of scarred me the most about that is the fact that I saw a woman take her wedding ring off just to come into the room with myself and a few others in the room as well, just to feel that like she wanted, she wanted to be there. And her phone, and this is this is back in the era of the uh, the chirps. This is the chirp and sidekick era. So she talking with us, flirting, but that dude ain't stop hitting a line. Like, yo, where is you at? Like, the show over. Like, we supposed to be. And she she never she never answered. Now, I know she didn't leave till the next day. I do know that as well. And that's real. So when I saw that. That changed my perspective of what love, marriage, really is. Now, mind you, that's one thats one situation. Compared to millions of other things of love and all that, that's one situation. But I saw that with my own eyes. Okay, my own eyes witnessed that. And that's when I, you know, before that, what love to me was my parents, who high school sweethearts, been together, ride or die, whatever it is, we doing Myself as the oldest, my siblings, three underneath me, like they figured it out. We rolled out together. That's just what it was. That was a unit. That was a unity thing that I saw. But then I saw the darker side of it as far as on this side of the spectrum, there are no rules. There is no, I'm telling y'all, there's no rules to this side. It's a very dangerous game to deal with. Okay. So I want to say that I completely agree with him in that aspect. I will say that I think he needs to flip the 
conclusion that he's coming up with. Um, I will say, yes, if there's a good side to something, there's always a dark side to something. Uh, that's true. I will say that he could take this and not use it as a way to be like, oh, like I'm going to stay away from it from right now because I don't really know how to approach it. I will say that that's how you approach it. Like, you know the signs, you know what it looks like when it's not real. You know what it's look like. You know what it looks like when it's not uh, going to be something like your mother and your father. So use that experience, that insight, that background to be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be very, like I said, you have to be intentional. You have to be selective. You have to be rational about who you're choosing to live with. Uh, marriage is not just about love. Like marriage, love is like the smallest part of a marriage. Marriage is more of a business than it is anything. And so you have to think about it as who do I want to go in business with for life? And you have to look at it like that. And after you fully understand like, okay, this is the person I'm choosing to go through life with, then you factor in love and all that other shit. But I feel like because you've seen the worst and because you've seen the best, you are in the best position to make this shit work for you. There's some people who have never seen a good marriage. And if he's in the dark and he's seen both sides, how do you think people who've only seen one side? There's people who have only seen marriages work and then they get in a marriage and they're just like, nobody's talking about this. I've met somebody that's like, this is the only person that I've ever been with and it ain't it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, what do you do in that situation when you only know one way of living? And I feel like a lot of, a lot of us have to, have to break that ceiling and kind of get out of the box that we put ourselves in, that we were raised in, that, uh, we have been born into and we have to explore, you know, what it is outside that can help us be better people in these situations. So I definitely think that PTSD is a real thing. It's not just for war. It's not just for violence. It can be for anything. I have, um, PTSD when it comes to relationships, just because I don't trust for the longest. I didn't want to date no nigga with a baby mama because I've dealt with past situations where they have baby mamas and Every female know this. There's a if I had a dollar for every nigga that said he hate his baby mama and he's still fucking her, I would be fucking rich right now. I'd be rolling in motherfucking dough because for every single dude that I had ever dealt with in my past would swear up and down that they couldn't stand their fucking baby mama, and then you stop dealing with them, and six months later the bitch pop out with a baby. So it's just like. I have PTSD from that. From now, I don't even trust niggas like you that got, like, you could tell me, oh, like, we cool and, you know, we get along and everything's good. And then you have another baby with her, like, but you made it seem like there's nothing there. So to me, I 100% understand that. Like, you saw the dark side of something and now you're just not, you're not feeling it. Like, mm, I don't know if I want to take that risk. I don't know if I want to do that because... Uh, I've seen what it looks like when they put on a front like it's this and it ain't that. You know what I mean? So PTSD is 
definitely real. It's definitely a thing where you have to work through. Uh, PTSD, for the most part, it stems from fear. Um, that feeling that you get, that anxiety that you get before something is about to happen, when it comes to that, it's because you're remembering what has happened in the past and you're like, I hope this ain't what's about to go down right now. I hope that this ain't this. And so I would say that when it comes to, uh, how PTSD shapes, how you approach situations, uh, I feel like it's definitely something that you have to fully work through. It's not, a a overnight fix is something that is deep rooted that needs to be pulled up from the root. It's not something that you can get over. Quite frankly, I don't think you ever get over it. You just know how to manage it. The other thing I want to touch on when it comes to, um, not necessarily PTSD, but I would say, um, when you witness something and it kind of shapes your perspective on how you want to move uh, going through life. I will say this. Um, when I was younger, like in high school and shit like that, I, I saw a lot of my friends get attached to men uh, or not men, boys, because we were kids. I saw a lot of people get attached to kids, uh, other boys that we were in school with, um, that they were intimate with and stuff like that. And for me, seeing how they were like distraught and always crying and there was always some type of drama and the boys were always cheating on you. And I was just like, I don't want to deal with none of that. And so part of me trying to escape from that. And that's the other thing, the, uh, the route that you take to avoid something often puts you down the path that you were going to take anyway. And so me trying to avoid that attachment issue that a lot of teenage girls would have with these dudes in high school, I experienced it at a later age, but I still experienced it. But I feel like I experienced that at, at a, a, a larger magnitude because, um, I was running from it. Um, and so when you see something and you're like, Ooh, I don't want no parts of that. You try to do everything you can to avoid being victim or falling victim to that situation. And so, uh, with that situation and with any situation, you have to look at the why, um, like when Cleo said that, uh, the girl took off her ring and her dude was calling her and you know, all that stuff. You have to look at the why, um, to me, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like there's some insecurity issues there. There's some abandonment issues there. There's some, uh, the, uh, need to feel important, need to feel special. There could be a lot of reasons as to why she reacted the way that she did. And I found that when I explore the why it kind of gives me peace in the now where it's just like, okay, I understand like, there's something else there. It's not just a surface. It ain't even really about me. Um, and I can move on from that situation. And so when you figure out why people are being the way that they are, um, you kind of look at the situation as the big, as a bigger picture and you understand why it doesn't work. So when you see these marriages failing or these relationships failing or these relationships that are full of drama, you have to understand that, 
there's a reason why he's not leaving and she's not leaving. And it could be two completely deep rooted issues that they both need to work through on their own that they didn't. And they thought being with somebody was going to fix the situation. So, um, if you're like in a relationship where the guy is constantly cheating, that could be anything from him feeling like he missing out. It could be, uh, him feeling like, um, some people like the chase and once they get what they're chasing, they're ready to move on. And that could have, um, a deep rooted issue when it comes to feeling, uh, like you need to move on to the next accomplishment or whatever. Like you don't know how to be settled. You don't know how to embrace where you are. Like there's tens and thousands of reasons as to why somebody moves or, uh, reacts the way that they do. And I feel like if we actually took the time to understand not, not necessarily, uh, you don't have to sit down and be like, tell me why you are this way. I'm not saying that I'm saying that you have to take yourself out of the situation and kind of step back and look at it as if it's not you, as if it's somebody else. And you have to be like, okay, why is this going down the way that it's going down? Like, uh, again, I, I keep referencing my past relationship because it was real. Um, my past relationship, I had to understand like for it to end the way that the, that it ended and for it to what has happened in the past year for it to happen the way that it happened. I don't understand like, okay, the reason why it didn't work on my end was because I didn't fully know exactly what I wanted out of the relationship. I just felt like I was at the age where I needed to start being in a relationship. It had been three, four years since I had my son. I need to start exploring, you know, being in a serious relationship. And so me trying to do that without really knowing myself fully and knowing what I really wanted out of life, it caused a lot of confusion and anxiety. And so for me, I was just like, there was days where I was hot and there was days that I was cold. There was days where I wanted to be around him because I was feeling a little bit lonelier that day or I was feeling like, hmm, maybe I can do this. And then there was days where I actually would be up late at night and I'd be thinking like, man, like there's so much shit I want to do in my life. I don't really have time to be focusing on a relationship right now. So um, that was my aspect. And then if I try to put myself in his shoes, you know, this was somebody who had already had three, four kids when I met him. Um, and he's looking for a family. Like he wants the whole thing, but the thing was he wanted it a certain way that I wasn't willing to accommodate. You basically, he basically wanted a stay at home wife and that ain't me, bruh. So it was like, you want somebody to stay home, hold down the fort, cook, take care of the kids while you go out and work these three, four or five jobs or whatever, uh, to provide. And you feel like that, like that should be enough. And for some people it is, that's where I said, you got to find somebody with the same mentality as you, because for some women, okay, I'll take care of the kids and all that. But for me, 
I didn't even want a big family. You got four fucking kids and I got my one. That's five kids right there. That's too many for me. It's too many for me. So it was already looking like a a bad deal on my end because it was just like, I knew like, that's not what I want. I don't want to just be a housewife. That's not my thing. And he was like, cut it off. You can move, you know, just, just pick up, move everything. You can just come move him to my place and we just going to be good. And it was just like, whoa, like all the work that I've done in my life, I was not willing to throw it away just to go be somebody's housewife. Like, and my thing was this too, like you wanted me to be this housewife, but you were going to work so much to provide for your family of seven, eight. I was never going to see you. So really it was just like a roommate partnership situation. And maybe if we had time, we could fuck for 30 minutes. And my thing was like, nah, like I actually want somebody around. And that took me being aware of the situation, discovering, doing self inventory and understanding like this is not where I'm at. And when I realized that it was deeper for me, that that wasn't going to work, it was just like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I got to take a step back. And me taking a step back was just like, okay, I know that in five or 10 years from now, that's where I want to be. So what do I have to do now to get me ready for that? And I feel like a lot of people want these microwave healing processes to happen and they don't happen like that. So you want to like the game, you want to be this husband and you want to have a wife, you're going to have to take the next, because it, he said he was 41. It took you, uh, took you 41 years to be the man that you are today. It's going to take a whole lot to undo a lot of shit to become something else, to get what you want. And so for me, it's like, You have to take that time to get to know yourself, to love yourself, to be with yourself, to understand who you are 100% before you can even invite somebody in and be like, okay, let's do this. And I feel like the PTSD wouldn't come on strong if you do the work that's there that basically like, I can't remember the term for it, but if you... Uh, if you're going to worry, whatever you're worried about, you need to be prepared for. So for instance, if you're ever like, oh man, I just worry about not having money for bills. Like what if I lose my job? Then you need to start saving now. So if something like that was to ever happen, you'd be straight, right? So it's the same thing for a relationship man, I just really, I really want to be in a good, fruitful relationship. Uh, and I, I want it to work out. I want it to be a forever thing. That's great. That's a good goal to have. But in order to get there, you have to take time now to get your shit together so you can be right for when that opportunity presents itself. They say faith without works is dead. You cannot expect something to fall in your lap and you're not prepared for it. You have to prepare for the shit that you're asking for. And if you want to be in a relationship that is a positive one, you have to prepare for that. 
And I feel like that was the biggest thing that the game was missing. Like, you keep saying that you want to be in a relationship. Yes, I get that, baby. I do. Because you fine. But you ain't ready. You ain't nowhere near ready. Not even close. There's a lot of unpacking he had to do. I hate that he turned to Clubhouse to try to figure that out. I feel like he really needs a therapist. And that takes time to figure out who's the right therapist for you to bring that out of you. But I feel like uh, he definitely needs to work on that. Um, Cleo even touches on it. I don't think I have the clip of it. But he even says, like, uh, after the game vents all this stuff out, there's going to be some female that come in the DMs and says, I understand how you feel and you can call on me anytime and I'll be that shoulder you could cry on and he gonna feel like oh she might be different because she reached out to me and she ain't talking about popping her pussy or whatever I don't know what bitches be talking about but I'm just thinking like they probably be sending pictures of their shit all types of shit so he probably think that she different because she came at him on some sentimental shit and then bam he hit her back, bam, they go on a date, bam, now he's smashing, like, and now you're trying to figure out why the situation ain't working between y'all, but it's like, you didn't really take the time to, like, you know, deal with your shit, like, you thought she was gonna fix you, and she thought she was gonna be your savior, and then when she realized that you was still gonna be the game, and you realized that, she's not that special shit goes it's like a revolving door so it's like (sighs) get to know yourself that's all I can say is get to know yourself if you know who you are you're gonna know who what you stand for and you're gonna know what you're not going for the moment you fully understand who you are and where you are in your life I promise you shit gets easier um There's another part that I want to get to. I think this is the last point that I want to make. This is a really good topic, y'all. Like, if y'all want to hear this whole conversation, there is some funny-ass parts in there um, that have my ass dying. Like, even when the gang said he's been cheating his whole life, like, nigga, stop. (laughs) So, I... It was a really, 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 really good conversation. And I feel like if you want to check it out, uh, Cleo Thomas on Twitch, you can go uh, listen to that. I think it's still up there. It's like uh, it says like pre pre um, OS stream or something like that. Um, And he has on an orange shirt. So go check that out um, if you want to view the whole conversation, because I'm just playing clips that stood out to me. Uh, but the last one that I want to touch on uh, is he talks about um, changing who you are to be with somebody, which he was saying that don't do it. And I'm a piggyback off that shit. Don't do it. I've done it. It don't work. You ain't happy. Um, so, yeah. Let me not. Let me not. Let me know. Because I could ask. I could ask a question that I don't have the honest Oh, answer. oh, oh. Part of not changing who you are for the, the... The precursor to that was the question he's about to ask. And just... He's going to ask the question. 
you answer it yourself. And then I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and drop my little two cents in there. But this shit, this shit was wild. I've always been curious, but I don't have the honest answer. I don't have the honest answer. Here's what I think. I think. True or false? For sure, ladies know who they getting ready to deal with. For sure. For sure. Y'all do y'all y'all do y'all research. Y'all look through the posts. Y'all look through the comments. Y'all go see who they follow. Y'all go y'all pay attention very close. Y'all be paying attention to the context clues. Or so I would assume. Because when it comes to lockdown time and you really with the person, everything is it's it's fireworks for y'all. So my question is. True or false, y'all be knowing who you getting ready to deal with, but once, y'all be knowing who you getting ready to deal with, but choose to ignore the fireworks because you feel that you might have the ability to rewire or reprogram this Windows 95 ass nigga. Okay. Okay, so y'all heard the question. Y'all tell me what y'all answer is. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, you can hit me up at narrowly at Gmail. Or uh, you can... Hit me up on Twitter, narrowly412. Um, I want to know y'all answer to that because there was a whole lot of people on here that were capping, saying uh, that once they see the signs, they out and blah, 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 blah. Um, I, and ladies, if y'all hate me for this, A, it is what it is. I 1000% agree with him. Like, we will see some red flags. But baby got on gray sweatpants, so I'm going to ignore him tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> we ignore shit because it could be curiosity. It could be... Um, you think that you're going to be able, like you said, you think that you're going to be able to change this person. Like I'm going to be his safe. It's like a hero syndrome. Like I'm going to be this person's savior. I'm going to save him from himself. And so that shit is not, um, that's not all that does. You need therapy, boo. If you think that, that you can save somebody cause you can't. Um, but I, he's 100% right. Like women do, um, ignore red flags. Men even do it. Oh, I feel like men, mm, do I want to say that? I want to say that men are worse at it too. 
I want to say men. Do I want to say men are, are worse? Are men worse than women when it comes to ignoring red flags? See, I feel like it just depends on the opposite sex. I feel like if a man is looking at a female situation, the man's going to be like, mm, she should have saw that because I saw that. But men know the other side. You know, men understand men. So I feel like when it comes to a female, we're the same way. So it's like, this nigga don't see this. Like, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible because I don't want to speak ill on nobody's shit. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say the names. I'm just going to say this. You ever see somebody in a relationship with somebody and you just know, like, that shit is not going to end well for her. Like, she's in love with this nigga, but you know that this nigga ain't shit because his past actions then showed you that this nigga a dog. Is she over here happy as a motherfucking clam? Smiling, teasing, thinking she's special. And you know, like, whew. Give it about three months. This nigga about to show his whole ass. Is she about to be heartbroken? Like, you can see it happening before it actually happens. That's what happens when you ignore red flags. It's like you're ignoring all the signs on the street that's telling you wrong way. And then you're devastated when you crash and you fuck up your car. Like, you ignored all those signs back there. And you're surprised? It happens all the time. All the fucking time. I want to say, okay, maybe women are worse at it, but I think we're worse at it because we got a bounce back that men don't have. Like, um, there's a, there's a saying, uh, that says, uh, what will hurt a woman will kill a man. And I 1000% believe that because they're not built to take shit the way that women take shit. And women aren't supposed to take shit the way that we take shit. But unfortunately that seems to be the thing, right? So, um, yeah, I just like you ignore those red flags and you pay for that shit a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like you pay for that shit on a whole nother level when you ignore those red flags. And how many of y'all, and tell the truth on this, how many of y'all, saw some red flags, ignored them, fuck with the dude for about However long, it could be a year, six months, 12 years, don't matter. X amount of years. You pick the year. You mess with this dude for X amount of years, X amount of time. And y'all break up. It's a nasty breakup drama. Now you all hurt and scorned and traumatized and you don't know what to do and you don't believe in love no more. How many times have you done that and you look back and you like, oh. That day when he sat down and turned his phone like upside down. Like there's always a sign that you you peeked it and you ignored it. There's always something where it's like, damn, like I should have fucking known. Because when he did this that first day or that first time or I remember. There's always something you remember and you're like, 
I should have picked game. But the reason why we let the shit slide is because we think I'm special. He ain't going to do that to me. I'm going to change him. And this is, see, see, this is what he's talking about. Y'all making him right. It ain't me. I'm just stating it is what it is. And the only reason why I could say is because I've been through it in my past life. Anything before my son is my past life. So um, five, almost six years. Actually, I'd say do seven because anything before I got pregnant is my past life. Because once I got pregnant, all shit was dead. So anything in my past life, like I'm speaking on this shit because I lived it all in my past life. There was a few things that trickled over into my new life but a lot of that shit is like pretty much dead now um but I will say that I can speak on a lot of this shit because I've done a lot of this shit I could laugh about the shit now but back then baby bitch was crying a bitch was hurt I was upset I couldn't take it you know what I'm saying like we've all been there but Every time you get out of a situation, you always reflect back to the beginning and you just be like, yeah, you remember the good times and shit. But then you'd be like, damn, motherfucker. Like, I saw that shit. I peaked game and I ignored that shit. Why did I ignore that? You know what I'm saying? It could be a man lying about their kids. You'd be like, damn, like he lied about his son. Like he lied about this. He lied about having two kids when he really got three. You know what I mean? Like. It's always something you'd be like, I should have fucking known. I should have known. So I feel like Cleo asked the question because he knew the answer. Like you knew. Like the, he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. So I just think that that's funny. I That question had me dying because there was a lot of capping going on where it was like, uh, like I peed some shit and I'm 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 gone. A lot of the times, especially if he have on gray sweatpants, we ignoring them signs, baby. I'm telling you right now, right now, we ignoring them signs. Live like that. So you gotta figure it out. But I can say there are men out there who are trying to figure that shit out. I will say that. Because we don't, we don't want to live like this. We don't. We honestly do not want to live like that. You don't, bro. You because you only know where it's gonna end up. You know. You see it, and I damn sure don't want to end up there. So to the guys who you know have already gone through it, they trying to get to the other side, man. They want to. They they want like peace, and I think that's what. I think it's a universal thing amongst men. Like when I got asked what do I want in life, I did say peace. Very recently someone asked me, I was like, I want peace. And what I meant by that was I want to be able to make the decisions that I feel set me up to be able to have a peaceful life. But see, here's another thing. One more thing. Let me just throw this out there. What's the old saying? Okay, he told my happy wife, happy life. Old saying is, happy wife, happy life. I remember hearing that as a kid, and even then I had a problem with it. And I wasn't nowhere near the, the level of maturity that I am today. But I remember hearing that as a kid, 
and being like, what? What about happy Clee, happy me? Huh? What kind of stuff? What would you mean? I don't, I, I, the fact that that statement still holds true till today, where it is a thing, happy wife, happy life. Through television, through movies, through any kind of media, you're always kind of shown the beat up, discouraged, really sick of sick of everything going on in his life, husband. It's very rarely that you see a married couple and the husband is just like it's it, it really ain't like that and then even from the folks that you know not if i exclude my parents seeing people talk like you know dudes have just don't get married like dudes have given dudes have given other men the warnings like don't do it don't get married so it's like if this many people say it there's got to be something going on here there has to be something going on so that's why I feel it, monogamy might go out the window in this next generation. I think <sighs> he's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love him, but he's wrong. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to go out the window. I just think that you're looking at it from a situation of you're. Almost, it's almost like you're guaranteeing that if you're going to go the marriage route or in a committed relationship that it's just not going to work out. But I, the biggest piece to that puzzle is you're not even realizing that it stems from broken people getting with broken people. When you know, he, I don't think he's going to have this problem. I don't. I don't think he is going to even remotely be um, near the issue that he think that he's seen because he's too self-aware of who he is and what he wants in life, where when he gets to that point where he's ready to be with somebody, he's not going to be playing no motherfucking games. And anybody that wants to be with him, he going, they're going to be up to fucking par. So I feel like he needs to exclude himself from this because one, he has a good example he can go to to that example and say, hey, ma, dad, which I, you know what I mean? Like, he has an example of that. Two, his awareness is so motherfucking high. Like, you can't be that self-aware and still fuck up. That's how I see it. So, he's saying that, but that motherfucker gonna be at an altar waiting on her to come down in her white dress. I can see it now. So, I'm not even worried about him. Not even a little bit. He gonna be alright. He gonna be good. Getting ready to deal with, for sure, for sure. Y'all do y'all net. Y'all do y'all research. Knowing who you getting to rewire. I think that y'all be understanding who you getting ready to deal with, but y'all still throw yourselves in the boat with the situation, thinking that you will be the person to change. And I will be 100% honest. I, maybe I'm, a, may, well, I'll only speak for myself. I don't know every other man, but for me, 
what I can say is I'm not changing unless I feel it is the right time or the right moment to change. I've tried changing on other people's time and I realized I lost so much of my identity that I never want to go back to that place. I tried to sacrifice my, my a lot of my personality, a lot of the things that make me who I am as far as um, uh, 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 out being outspoken and motivated. I lost a lot of my personality when I chose to change or, or force a change for someone else that I wasn't ready for. And I regret it. I regret it. I lost out on a lot of time. I lost out on a lot of effort and energy. And I don't ever want to go back to that place. So I can say that publicly. I, and to any woman I ever got to deal with in life, you will know that up front. Hey, if there's an issue, bring it up. It's on me whether to change it or not. Mm. And if I don't change it and you don't like it, the door's right there. Sounds and harsh, but it it's the truth. It sounds harsh, but it's the truth. Bring the issue up one time. Put some shit in place like moving forward. I would like it if you do this or y'all got to come to some type of agreement. And then if the behavior continues to, if the behavior continues, then you have to make that decision. Am I going to ignore this and let this shit rock or am I going to leave? That shit's real. I I, I 100% agree with him when he says, don't change yourself. Like, I've been in that situation where I've changed myself for the other person. I've stopped being a certain way with the person in the middle of a relationship. And that shit threw him off completely. Like, you just going to stop being this person that I've known you. And it was just like, yes, because I am tired of accommodating you. It's not making me happy. It's not making me more in love with you. It's not making me cherish you. It's making me resent you. And when I start to resent you, then I start to lose respect for you. And when I don't respect you no more, it's just, it, it, it it's a lost cause and it's time to let go. And so... I literally stopped being a certain way in the middle of being with somebody when I started out one way, changing who I am to accommodate him, to be on the same playing field with him when really it should have been, I should have just found somebody that can match my vibe and he did not match my vibe and me trying to level with him only made me compromise who I was and in return I didn't like who who I was with this person and they bring out the worst in you and then now you don't even recognize the person that you're looking at in the mirror and that's not a good feeling to have so if you have to change any I would say this it you don't want to be in a relationship where you are forced to change in order to keep them But you do want to be in a relationship where that person makes you want to change. Like, there's a big difference in that. When somebody says you have to be the old relationship that I was in, I knew that it was time for me and him to go separate ways when I wanted to change so many things about him that he has always been. And the same thing with me. There were certain things that I just did not want to do anymore or did not. I just didn't want to do it. And he just couldn't believe like, what do you mean? You're not going to be this person anymore. 
I'm used to you being like this. And it's just like, well, nigga, not anymore. And so you don't ever want to be in a relationship where you have to change and conform to keep them. But you do want to be in a relationship where you're getting what you need and you have the desire to change for them or f- for y'all's sake, for for the both of y'all, y'all union, y'all relationship. If, you, if you're with somebody that is doing right by you, you're naturally going to want to be like, I want to do this. I want to be this for this person. It's when people are like, you got to change this, this and this about yourself in order for us to be together. That's where a lot of people fuck up at. And then you got people walking around insecure. And then you got people walking around talking about, I'm difficult to love and I'm difficult to be with. When really it's not even about you being difficult to love and difficult to be with. It's not even about that. It's literally somebody because something's wrong with them or trying to put that on you like nah it's you it ain't me and it's like we just ain't on the same wavelength like we ain't vibing right now or ever and so again all that shit trickles back to self-awareness and knowing who you are like he said like if you know who you are there's not a single person that could come into your life and make you change who you are because you're going to be like, no, nah, that's who I am. And you either going to take it or you're going to leave it. And if there's any part of me that is going to change, it's going to be on my terms, my terms. So that is pretty much where I want to leave this at is that know who you are, do your self inventory, find out what you want, find out what you don't want, find out how you going to get there, put your head down, go to work and become that person that you want to become and never, ever, ever change for the sake of being in somebody's life. Never. And, uh, that's pretty much all I got to say on the subject. I, like I said, I really, really love this whole conversation and I hope that he has more of these uh, because it was very insightful to hear a man's perspective on a lot of things that I feel like women talk about shit like this all the time, but you don't ever really hear men talk about it. So to hear the game with his his perspective and to hear Cleo with his perspective and the other guy on there, I think his name was Boo, like just to hear their perspectives on things, it was just so insightful because it's like, okay... Like they think about this shit. They may not put it out there like how we do, but they do think about it. And it makes you kind of be a little bit more um, empathetic to the situation versus, you know, just assuming like they don't think about it at all. So um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, uh, follow me on Twitter, Nerali, N-E-A-R-A, 412, Nerali on Twitter, uh, you can email me narrowly at Gmail, uh, questions, stories, um, responses to anything that I said on, uh, this pilot episode. Okay. Because I'm definitely going to go back and do a little bit more of a formal episode where I kind of like formally introduce myself, give a little background, you know, yada, yada. But I just feel like this is something that I definitely wanted to speak on that I feel like is a very hot, hot subject. And, um, 
I wanted to just put that out there and, you know, just let me know what you guys think. Um, yeah, I'll check back with y'all.